We're back. Nicholas Coriano and my partner, Daniel Wachtel. How's it going, my man? Everything's wonderful over here. How about you, Nick? I'm excellent. Stupendous. Superb. Vibrant. I'm going to come up with a couple more adjectives for the next podcast. <laughs> I got to go read my, uh, my vocabulary book. Exactly. We need we need to get you a financial dictionary for this podcast to make sure we never screw up any financial terms. What? Me? Me? <laughs> They're like, please rewind the podcast and go check out number four stock splits. <laughs> All right. So what are we talking about today? Today, I read on Bloomberg, the world's biggest wealth fund hits one trillion dollars. Wow. Wow. The hell are they talking about? It says, fund has ballooned in size since first cast injection in 1996. Fund manages oil wealth for future generations of Norwegians. So it's basically, it's okay. It's Norway's sovereign wealth fund. One trillion dollars for the first time on Tuesday. Driven higher by climbing stocks, markets, and the weakening U.S. dollar. Good Lord, Bloomberg, you don't like our dollar? What's up with that, bro? I don't think uh, I don't think our dollar is doing uh, so so great. I think I don't think I don't think anybody likes our dollar, let alone Bloomberg. But are they going to what, what? What? So what's this have to do with OPEC now? Hold on, Bloomberg wants to sing to me over here. But basically, Bloomberg is saying, Bloomberg is saying that it has a few rivals. Japan's government pension investment fund has 1.3 trillion, and China has three three trillion in reserves. There's also big cash, money mileage, and firms. BlackRock has 5.7 trillion. And Vanguard has 4.4 trillion. Damn. Okay, so Norway's got a trillion. Japan's pension fund's got a trillion. China's got three trillion. BlackRock has 5.7 trillion, and Vanguard 4.4 trillion. Man, if that, I'll, excuse me, gentle, gentlemen, anyone running those funds, if you need an extra hand, <laughs> I think. Uh... I think they should. Running a trillion dollars has to be pretty, pretty difficult. Right? Good that, Lord. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. And that's why I, and Vanguard and BlackRock, you know, these guys just behemoths, son. Trillion dollars. Let me see what BlackRock. Well, I want to yeah, see. 5.7 trillion I'm looking at with their big cash piles of money management firms, which is BlackRock Inc, 5.7 trillion. I like BlackRock. BlackRock, check this out. BlackRock stock price today, $432. Market cap, 69 billion. So how does that work if they're a trillion dollar company? I guess because they're holding that money in trust, it's not really theirs, right? It's true, yeah. If they, if they started having redemptions after redemptions, I guess it would take a while. But uh, yeah, the, their market cap is based on their on their revenue. It's not based on how much they're holding, because obviously, obviously, right? Because if it was, it would be a trillion dollars. 
five point yeah. seven to be exact. Market cap is the, the price times shares outstanding. Exactly, the, exactly. But what I'm saying is, it's not it's not reflective of the fact happen. that they're holding on to five point seven trillion. Because if if whoever, because obviously it's not like um, you know Mr. and Mrs. Jones down the street of your average investor are, are at BlackRock right now. It's it is it is sovereign funds that are in there. They're a huge group. Same with Vanguard. I mean Vanguard. Yeah, but Vanguard has a bunch of ETFs, and 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 so does BlackRock. These guys have ETFs and um, index funds, and you're we're buying in. BlackRock owns iShares. iShares, like your your mom and dad are buying. My mom and dad are you know or you know our families are buying. People are buying that. In their in their stock portfolio, so they really are holding on to both. Because you're right, they're holding on to big sovereign funds, but they're also taking that that a retail money, and they're holding on to you know ETFs and index, which is which is the smart way to go because they can take one pile of it, put it into the ETFs, index funds, and and run it that way. Like Vanguard, they don't have people looking. It, it, it's a pretty much a passive way to invest when you look at Vanguard. You know, it's a very it's very low fee. They just kind of throw the money in there. They have somebody looks at it, so there's no real issue that goes on. Um, Check this out. You want to you want to hear something great? They're running at twenty nine percent margin profit margin. Wow. Yeah, that's impressive. That's impressive. BlackRock. BlackRock. That's BlackRock. Let me check out Vanguard. Larry Fink is is the head of uh, Larry Fink is the head of BlackRock. Good job, Larry or Lawrence. It says Lawrence Fink. Good job, Lawrence. He's doing a great job over there, man. Geez. Um, and then Vanguard. If I type in Vanguard to um, all you're gonna find is a bunch of ETFs. Vanguard is just ETF central. And, and I also, love them for it because they have an ETF for everything. They also own well. They a lot of their money is coming from four hundred one ks. They got it all. These guys are across the spectrum. Because when I was uh, when I was a financial advisor, mm. you were I, a financial advisor, Dan. Where were you a financial advisor? I was a financial advisor at Morgan Stanley and Merrill Lynch. Wonderful. Big shout out to Morgan and Merrill. I love I loved working at Merrill. By the way, it was. I have a little <laughs> of Merrill, but hey. Dan's like, I'd rather be doing podcasts and uh, consulting clients from my house. Yeah, I mean, it's it's you you work at you work at uh, at Merrill these days. It's it's more like you're working at TC. The difference is you were Merrill Lynch. I was Bank of America Merrill Lynch. Yeah, I guess it's different. So. Uh, I got love for them though, man. I'm like, send me a check. I'm like, I'll, I'll promote you guys. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm just saying, just send me a check. I, I'll I'll promote you too, but I, <laughs> I don't like the fact that. <laughs> but I might not tell. I might not tell my kids to go work there. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the. I don't like the Bank of America took over Merrill Lynch. I think uh, legacy Merrill Lynch guys would agree. Yeah, well, that ha that had to happen at the time. I think you know you were in a point. Where I think who was that at the head over there? Theo, was it Theo? It was actually uh, was O'Neill. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who the head was, but I, I remember at the time it was a smart move because the banks were consolidating. They were lucky to just get out alive, man. That was bashing season, and and who knows 
what the ETFs and the fund managers were holding. It was just a, it was a scary time, man. I think it was a good move for them. Yeah, I um, was, uh, I, before that, I was at Bear Stearns. I, I went, I, I was, I was right in the thick of it. So you got to talk about the the big one. So the, I mean, that's that's today's podcast, guys. Trillion dollar funds out there, man. Norway, Japan's pension fund, China, of course, BlackRock, Vanguard. These guys are behemoths. You guys got to get into the ETF space if you want to make a trillion dollars. And the, the the last thing, the the weirdest or the greatest thing about Japan's pension fund is that it's such a small island, but it has everybody lives to a hundred. And they're holding on to that money. That's not the greatest thing about the Japan pension fund. That's the greatest thing about Japan, period. Yeah. You live in Japan, you're going to live to 100. <laughs> and that's the final note. That's the bull on the street, baby. <laughs> we'll talk soon, guys.